Hi friends, my name is Rich and welcome back to the Movement Podcast. Over these uh, last few episodes, we've been looking at life in lockdown and how has that meant that we've had to change. We've spoken to some of our friends who've been going through some of those changes. We've spoken to some of our friends who are students, uh, who are uh, self-employed, who are helping the persecuted church. And last week we spoke to our friend Emily, who's been doing mission work overseas. And this week we're talking to our friend Lydia. Now Lydia is a nurse and you might say has been at the very front line of helping people get better who've been suffering with coronavirus. And what has that meant for her and where has she seen God at work? So in true Movement Podcast style, we sent Matt off to have a chat with her and they did it all via Zoom, of course. Uh, so let's see how they got on. Hey friends, welcome back to the Movement Podcast. Today I'm excited to be joined by our friend Lydia. Lydia's been working in hospitals in the NHS during this time and we're really excited to have you Lydia. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, it'd be really great just to kick things off with maybe sharing a little about who you are, how you ended up doing what you're doing. I appreciate there's some details that can't be shared and that's all good, but maybe just a bit of the story, a little bit of testimony to how you ended up doing um, what you're doing and where you're at now. Yeah. Um, so my name's Lydia, I'm 28 and I live in London with my husband Matt. I have been working in the NHS for just coming up now to seven years. Um, I'm a children's nurse, I work, well, I work, I always work in children's services but during Covid I've had to like come out of that a little bit but my normal day job is I work on a general children's ward so I work with children from 0 to 18 um, and yeah that's my normal day job and um how, how did you end up doing that what led to that profession is there a bit of story in there yeah so my when I was younger my parents were missionaries so we lived in the middle middle east we lived in Lebanon and my mum actually was very unwell she had to go into hospital and have um extensive surgery on her back she had a slip disc um, she was quite unwell beforehand, so she had like um, a lot of like muscle wastage in her muscles. So she actually ended up being in hospital for quite a long time. It's like custom in in those countries for like the person that stays with the patient to be like the same sex because you have to help them like wash and dress and things like that. So I um I was going in and out of hospital a lot with my. Well, I was going in and out in hospital a lot while my mum was in hospital and just like helping her and supporting her and like bringing her things every day. And I just loved being, I just loved being in that environment and I felt very comfortable, which I found a bit strange. But yeah, I just loved being around all like the hustle and bustle of all like the beeping and the noises and just felt like I could really um, bring my mum like little home comforts and just bring her like little we used to like do like little crossword puzzles together and everything and just like basically bring like light into like a really difficult situation it was quite a difficult situation like um obviously like the mum being out of the out of the home and my mum being in hospital so yeah I was I just really enjoyed being like the the sort of like the the joy the joy giver in like a really difficult time and I feel like I can I try and do that every day in my normal day-to-day -day job. Like when children go into hospital, it's obviously a really difficult time for families for, for whatever reasons, if they have other children or it's their only child or think, or there's so many different reasons that it could be like really stressful. 
or simply just because your child's sick and unwell and in hospital. So I just, I like, I just take that on every day and just try and like bring hope and joy into like a really difficult time. Mm. That's brilliant. And um, you say you grew up with missionary parents out um, living, living quite an adventure by the sounds of things. Um, but when did, when did faith become real to you? I'm assuming Jesus has been about in the family for quite some time, but what's, what's your journey in that? How yeah. did you come to know him? So yeah, yeah. So growing up in a missionary family, so I've always had like faith um, around me and Christianity around me for the whole of my life. All of my family are Christian. Well, mo- most of my family are Christians, um, and my like wider family. Um, my dad um, started like a Christian camp, so I actually grew up in London. So when I was, my parents lived in London, and my dad helped like run a church. And then from that church, they went out to be missionaries. So I've always had like church work, like um, Christian camps, all of that sort of stuff around Mm. me for like the whole of my life. Um, And so I was always involved in like the Christian camps scene. And then when my when my parents, when we went out to Lebanon to become missionaries, like faith was all like religion. I wouldn't say faith. I'd say like religion is quite a big part of like um Lebanon like you're sort of like identified by like your religion because it's split into so many different religions and so I was always like had that like label of being like a Christian but I would say like my personal journey like because I think of like um religion as being very like a personal relationship between like you and God and I think my personal relationship really amplified when I went to uni and I went to university and, like, got involved in, like, the Christian Union and, like, um, got really stuck into a church and learnt a lot of, like, important... Um, all, all the important things, I think. Because I think when... Sometimes when you're, like, in a Christian family, it can... People can assume that you know things or that mm. it can just be like, oh, they know what they're doing. I'm not going to check up on them. But I think, yeah, at university is where I, like, really started to like grow my personal relationship mm, that's so good and um you touched a little bit on it earlier about bringing joy and bringing light into dark dark places i guess what does it mean to be uh, a christian in the hospitals um before any of this all kicked off what did that look like what did that mean mean for you yeah i think some sometimes it can it can be quite difficult because you're not allowed to like um like overtly like pray for people or overtly like say what sort of like religion you are or because of like all there's so many guidelines and rules and things so I think sometimes it can be difficult I think more for me it's like I said it's just like going into a sometimes a really dark situation and like being the light and like Mm. um bringing hope and like even small things like even just little things with like like staff like just trying to like make a situation like better or um team building or like uplifting uplifting people like I've started quite a few things on the ward like we do like a birthday scheme or like whenever it's someone's birthday like we all write in a birthday card and like little things like that I think can seem quite simple but when you're in a very stressful environment that's very high paced and like fast moving I think little things like that can mean a lot to somebody and it can make them feel valued make them feel loved make them feel like part of a team and I think little things like that I try and just like bring 
like bring a light, bring a sense of like joy, of hope in into those sort of situations. Mm. So good. And um I guess it's on everyone's mind a lot, a lot changed, a lot happened. There was a big, big shift towards the start of the year and obviously there's been almost uh peaks as we've we've seen it through and as things begin to uh relax in terms of our social distancing rules, it's still all going to hospitals, there's still lots to be going. Maybe you could share a little bit about um the process and then the journey of what you guys have been going on actually in in there and in the front line during this time yeah it is it's been it's still def i think for us it's definitely still ongoing i wouldn't say i think it's sort of slowed down a little bit but i would say it's definitely still ongoing definitely at the beginning um it was just a bit of madness i would say and like i'm like i touched on before about like the the joy thing it's just trying to like bring hopefulness into those situations where like Mm. especially at the beginning it was really crazy and every sort of every day every two days there was like new guidelines new rules new things that we had to do and new our ppe rules changed i think at, at least every two days if not more often than that um, and just trying to like get your head around that. We got also redeployed. A, a lot of us got redeployed into adult services because um, in paediatrics, we haven't suffered that bad. Um, like going through it, there's been like new evidence to, to um, support the fact that children like do get COVID. And we've had, unfortunately, um children who have been very unwell with it and but that was more like not at the beginning at the beginning it was more um a lot of restrictions in the hospital a lot of like restrictions restrictions with like visiting and a lot of the staff were getting unwell on in our hostel we we have very sadly had um staff that have died um and so it's just a lot of anxiety and uncertainty with all of the staff and um I think a lot of people's mental health has suffered mm. because um even where for for the way that we all walk into work um the entrance that we have to use at the moment um is is like by the morgue and they've had to like build like I don't know what you like an extension like a temporary extension onto the morgue just because there are so many more deaths than usual so it's like it's very difficult mentally to like walk through that every day when you're going into work that's like it is it is one of the first things that you see when you're like going into hospital and i think yeah like a lot a lot of people have are suffering are still suffering mentally from like those those sorts of things and when when we have been redeployed into adults we have been seeing really really like sad very sad things you know people who are are very unfortunate passing away but having to be the only person that's there with them when while that's happening because they can't have their family around and that's you know that's that's very very difficult but you know in in those situations I feel what all that I can do is you know sit there talk to them and I do I do pray for them always but a lot a lot of the time you can't you can't tell them and you can't so that that is difficult but at the beginning it was very very difficult Men- mentally as well it was very difficult having to having to deal with all of that and deal with like your own 
your own anxieties as well as well as everyone around you mm. yeah well i mean it's incredibly difficult um for, for so many during this time and especially for yourself and so many others on the front line who have, yeah. have really been giving up so much during this time i've spoken um to your husband matt who's involved with youth work um quite a few times over this time just to hear how uh, your home lives and everything have been impacted as well i guess maybe you could share a little bit about how you processed it all maybe brought it um brought it to god and what what that looked like as a um, as a journey in that sense yeah definitely uh, definitely our home lives have changed so much as as you know you know matt and he he's been working from home and i think as a lot of people are now having to work from home even though rules have been relaxed i know a lot of people are still working from home it just like changes the whole dynamic of like home life and also you know having to navigate the fact that like matt is home working and i'm out doing shifts and it does it does put i think it does put a strain on things i think for me it's been it's definitely been more of a mental battle but I've definitely found so much comfort in in prayer and how um, important prayer is and how am- amazing it is when you do pray, you, you do see results and you do see things changing. Personally, I was extremely anxious at the beginning of, of COVID, um, just for myself, for Matt, who I live with, for my family, um, yeah just just very I I did suffer with anxiety at the beginning and then I just you know laid all my anxieties down and just prayed about them and I was like god you know um help me help me in this really really difficult time when actually I'm in a situation where a lot of people around me are like it's daily are really really suffering and it's really difficult and just you know just I've pray now more than I think I ever have just you know help me use me teach me guide me show me like just really to bring bringing it all to God and being like just this this is not like just show me what to do this is not this is not your heart this is not you like um let me bring some light into a difficult time show me what to do what to say how to act I think it's really difficult as well because I don't want to do anything from me I want it all to be like of God for God so I think just taking that control sort of out of my hands and giving it over to God Mm, that's so so important I think that's uh uh, something we take for granted so often in our everyday lives um the, the power of coming to prayer the power of being um, it's just open and honest with God, bringing everything before him and, and pursuing him in all things. And I guess, um, I don't know how many Christians perhaps there are on your, on your staff team, on the shifts that you're doing. I know you've been on rotation, so it's not all, it's like days and nights. And I guess maybe you could share a little about what that's like, whether there's other Christians that have been in the same uh, shifts as you or whether you feel there's been uh, that light that we talked about, um, that you were that, that lamp. Um, not to be hidden yeah I think I think it's really difficult I think um when when I was redeployed into other areas I didn't because it was so busy you don't really get um I didn't really get any time to like get to know the staff that I was read like in Mm. in the areas because um you would come into work and you would just be told like oh you're going to this place or this place it wasn't like 
you were in very unfamiliar surroundings. So, and because it was so busy, you didn't really get to like know the like the team or the or the mm. other staff. So, I think when I was redeployed, I didn't I didn't know. But on my unit where I normally work, yeah, there there are quite a lot of um, there are quite a lot of other Christians, not the same denominations, but um, act, actually during COVID, we have we have had a lot more discussions amongst staff about faith mm. and how um, we have a lot of a lot of staff that have other religions. But between staff, we've had a lot of discussions, diff, very difficult discussions actually, about you know why this is happening. Um, a lot of very challenging discussions with other other people of other faiths and just that that has actually i didn't think of that but that that has actually been very very difficult and just being like this is not god's heart you know he loves everyone and just that has been quite difficult to navigate Mm. Um, i think you made such a good point that more and more people are open to the conversation more people going that i was chatting to some friends who work at alpha and just to hear how they've been um like the yeah. popularity skyrocketed people are tuning in people are asking these deep questions and um a lot of us are asking these questions um almost from uh for, almost from a bubble of not being involved in what's actually going on with this uh covid19 um i guess there's a real privilege in a sense to be having those conversations right at the heart of it all um with mm-hmm. those guys who are so brilliantly um, using their gifts and um, re- really serving our country incredibly during this time. Yeah, it is. It is it's so. It, it's it's so. I think so, it's it is completely different when you're like in in a situation where you can. Um, I I have in in terms of coronavirus, I haven't been in a situation where I've like prayed for something and it's and it's happened but in in my career in like my seven years that I have been have been a nurse I have like prayed for patients and been like I like this is I'm finding this really difficult or this is really difficult like can you help me can you show me how to like do something differently mm. or or even even very simple things like in London I think communication is a massive thing and some sometimes a lot of the families that you are caring for like English is not their first language and it's just even simply praying like how can I show these people like how can I comfort them at this time or how can I you know communicate with them in a way that like calms their fears or like calms their anxieties I've done that like uh, several times and and really felt like um felt a difference and felt like God showed me how to how to comfort them and make the situation better So good. And I mean, it's incredible um, what changes when we tune into God's presence and to be a, a witness to carry that presence um, is, is quite something incredible. I guess um, as we're coming towards the end of our time together, I don't know whether there's anything that God's really put in your heart that he's been showing you, that you've been learning about him, about yourself during this time that listeners and um, viewers might find really, really helpful or encouraging. I think for me, in in this time the biggest thing that i've learned is like just to i think which a lot of people have i'm is just to slow like slow down and listen i think um particularly for me i find that work is is quite hectic it's a, it's extremely stressful and i feel that if i can find i try and find some time in my day especially at work to just 
you know, take, even if it's like a, a toilet break, which sometimes you don't even get, but even if it's just like, I'm really struggling today, God, like help me and just just to slow down and to, to ask and to listen and just have that opportunity to receive and just not, um, and to make time. So I guess that's a lot, there's there's a lots of things, sorry, it's not just one thing. I think to, yeah, to make time, to pray and then to, and then to listen and wait for the response. And, and often it might not be what I want or what I want to do, but it's just being open to doing what what I need to or what I feel I need to. So good. And um, I think there'll probably be quite a few listeners um, who are uh, young people who are considering going into the health profession, going into the NHS for their future careers. Um, this obviously bring, brings um, about a lot of questions and um, perhaps some worries and anxieties for people that um, were perhaps considering it. Perhaps people who haven't uh, even considered it yet, but it's stirring in their heart something that God might be calling them into. What would you say to those guys at this at this point? Do it. Definitely do it. I think I think um I would definitely pray about it would be would be my first thing. If if you're thinking of thinking of going into any sort of like healthcare, definitely pray about it because I think it is I, I definitely felt like it was a calling for me. I felt like this is this is definitely um what God wants me to be doing and and I and I I truly believe that because I don't th- I don't think it's easy but that's not to deter anyone. I think definitely if you if you're thinking of doing it definitely definitely pray about it. Um uh, confide in some good friends that you know and get them to pray for you as well and and definitely just go for it. I think it's so rewarding. I think it's the best job ever. Definitely do it. Brilliant. And um, any final things that maybe God's put on your heart to share that stirred up within this conversation, just that you want people to to know or be encouraged with during this time? I, um, I think in in terms of um, encourage, I think you know it, it's all, it will all end. Everything in terms of like coronavirus, like there will it we will finally get to an end. We will finally get to like a vaccine or. Or that there will finally be some answers, but I think um, just patience. I think we all we all need to just have have some patience in this time and trust. Just trust that everyone. I think it's it's often very very difficult and it's extremely frustrating, but just trust that you know the everyone knows what they're doing and we just need to go through this process. And we're all we're all learning together. We're, we're all going to come out, you know, stronger. Thank you so much, Lydia. Um, it's been incredible Thank to hear you. your insight and um, the encouragements that you have and just to have an honest response in all this. And um, for your time especially, uh, we really appreciate all that you're doing. All you and your, your colleagues are really um, unbelievable during this time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, thanks for that, Lydia and Matt. Friends, definitely some food for thought for us there. One of the things I was encouraged that even in that situation of helping people who were so seriously ill, Lydia could still see God at work. Well, friends, that's all we've got time for on this episode of The Movement Podcast. And in fact, actually for this mini series of looking at life in lockdown. But of course, we still love to share people's stories. We still love to hear your stories. And so why don't you send us an email at podcast at wearemovement.net. Or even check us out on social media and stay connected with us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. 
And of course, you can check out our website, wearemovement.net. But for now, take care and we'll see you soon.